Talking about the acquisition of Mikhail Granlin right now here on the Breakfast with Ben's podcast. The former Nashville Predator, now a member of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Ron Hextall making that move yesterday. Joining me right now to talk about it is John Glennon. He joins us from NHL.com. He covers the Predators there, works in Nashville. Also uh, part of the Believe in Titans podcast too, SI.com. You can find him in various locations, but we definitely want John on to get his expertise on the Preds and especially on Granlin. John, thanks a lot for taking some time to join us. I really appreciate it. Sure. Thanks for having me. What are the Penguins getting here? Penguins, I, I, you know, are, are getting a very versatile uh, forward. You know, a guy can play really all three spots. Um, you know, a, uh, a guy whose work ethic is never in question, you know, very well respected, a, a hustler, a grinder out there. And, and a guy, you know, who has offensive capability, um, you know, last year, one of his best years uh, in terms of offense, 64 points, was not on the same pace. This season, along with a number of other Predators, Grandlin had, had really dropped uh, in that, um, uh, you know, category. Um, but, but he is a guy that can provide offense, can play top six if necessary, did so with the Preds. I, I would guess, you know, with a, uh, with a more talented roster, he would land in the top nine in, in Pittsburgh. That's where I wanted to go next, the production to go along with the, you know, hockey sense and mentality and hustle and all that good stuff. The production does seem to have dipped. The metrics don't seem to like him very much this year. Uh, I don't know how fleet of foot he was when he first got to Nashville. The suggestion is that his skating isn't what it once was, and maybe the Penguins are getting somebody on the downside with two years left at $5 million a pop. How much of that is fair critical analysis, and how much of it is, to your earlier point, perhaps him getting dragged down by who he's playing with? Yeah, I think some of it certainly has to do with with who he was playing with this year. It's been a kind of a weird season for the Predators, who came in with you know higher expectations, um, and you know a number of players for them who had really career years or close to career years last year. You know, when you're talking everybody from you know Matt Duchesne, Philip Forsberg, Roman Yossi, uh, and and the list goes on. Um, you know. Uh, not just one or two of these guys have dropped this year, but, but a significant portion. And I think that was sort of the, the issue with Mikhail Granlin. If you look at his, at his goals, it's not like he's ever been a big goal scorer, but you know, he's got nine goals this year. He only had 11 goals last year, but he still had 64 points. Yeah. Uh, the issue this year is, you know, he's, he's got nine goals. So he's about on the same pace there. It's just that the assists have not uh, been, been the same portion, but, you know, he's, he's one year removed from a 64-point season. He's only, I think, 31 years old. Um, so, you know, I, I think reason to, to believe that at least, he, you know, there's, there's still gas in the tank for him. And, and you know, what you're getting also, and, and we sort of referenced this earlier, but guy who's, you know, not only a solid five-on-five guy, but he played, you know, three minutes power play per game um, and about a minute uh, penalty kill per game, too. So, can, you know, can help in a number of different areas. John Glennon covers the Predators for NHL.com. Actually, let's investigate the special teams angle a little bit more because those numbers intrigued me as well insofar as I would think that even though he's a guy that might get a little bit more penalty uh, power play time with Nashville, he's definitely going to get more PK time here in Pittsburgh. How is he on the penalty kill? Because... 
especially with Teddy Bluger going out to Vegas in sort of a corresponding cap part of the maneuvers to get Granlin here. Somebody's got to soak up those minutes. Uh, I wonder if Granlin can. How good is he on the PK? Yeah, he's he's a he's a good penalty killer. I could say he averaged I think about a minute or so PK uh, this year, and then I think Nashville's PK is uh, in the upper half, I, I believe, of the of the NHL at this point. Uh, um, I want to say he's had more in the past, but you know, uh, maybe since they were they were you know trying at least to to give him a little more offensive role, uh, didn't get as much time this year. But that that is somewhere where he excels because, as I said, you know he's a smart guy. He, he anticipates well. Uh, savvy. He's not. He's not a big guy. We know that. Um, but but still, he's feisty uh, out there as well. So I, I you know I could see that uh, certainly that that ice time on the PK increasing in Pittsburgh. He's not very big. Does he play bigger than what he is? Yeah, I, I would say so. No, I'm not saying he throws his body around and hammers people in the in the boards. But he's scrappy. Um, you know, he's uh, he, he's not a guy who shies away from contra- contact. Um, and, uh, you know, certainly willing to go to the front of the net uh, if that's what it takes. Uh, you know, I, I would think if there's any criticism really to his game, it's that sometimes, you know, he, he is often very quick to pass uh, as opposed to shoot. Uh, you know, I was just looking at, at some of his last uh, handful of games. And he's actually, you know, you could make a pretty good argument that, that he's kind of playing the best of the season right now. You know, his last uh, four games, you know, he's got three goals, three assists uh, for six points. And in the last five games, I've noticed he's shot 16 times. You look at the previous five games, he shot five times only in the, in the previous five games. So that's kind of maybe kind of the one knock I, I would see. I would say that you hear uh, from time to time on Mikhail Granlund is, hey, you know, from time to time, make sure you shoot the puck. Don't always look fast first. How is he at center versus wing? Where do you think he's better? I want to say he has played more wing uh, this year. I would think that's his more uh, natural uh, position. Uh, on the other hand, like I say, I mean, he is a pass-first guy, um, so he's, he's comfortable playing center uh, as well. You know, he's, he's a guy that, that can uh, set up his, uh, his teammates. But I kind of liked him on the, uh, on, on the wing. You know, I, I think he fit in well uh, in that regard here. One thing we were wondering here in Pittsburgh, and I think you referenced this early in our conversation, John, is you know if he comes here and shows some offensive acumen early, might they th- consider elevating him to a top six role and maybe drop a Brian Rust or a Jason Zucker down to the third line? I know that Zucker and Granlin play together in Minnesota, but does he have enough high end left if he's playing with an Evgeny Malkin, for instance? I, I think he does, you know, I, I think there have been chances, you know, again, I go back to, you know, there, there are plenty of times where uh, you wondered why he wasn't shooting more than, than he did when he was here. And, and again, you know, he's coming off uh, last year, 64 point season, uh, you know, which was one of his best uh, in the league, you know, it was his best since 2017, 18. So there is some, some talent there. There is some offensive talent there. And, uh, as I say, he's been top six here all year because, you know, you're, you're looking at a little bit of an offensively challenged team. So he's certainly comfortable in that role. He's a veteran player. He's not the kind of guy that's going to be, you know, overwhelmed if he winds up with a, with a Malkin or, or someone of that uh, sort. 
So, I, yeah, I, I certainly think that potential there. And, and he's another guy, too, where it, as if there, you know, if there's an injury, too, you can certainly slide him, you know, up into a top six position there. And, and uh, you know, he does feel comfortable. Finally, John, uh, from a Nashville perspective, what are the Preds doing? Boy, a lot of pieces moving out. It's, you know, to use the phrase, a non-traditional uh, newer NHL hockey market. How are all these trades going over with the fans? And can this be a fast rebuild or is this a total rebuild? What, what do you think? And especially with the change in management structure as well with Poyle handing things over to Trotz. Yeah, it is uh, it is quite an interesting time. You know, they've made the playoffs eight straight years here, which, you know, you know it's not, a, not an easy uh, task in this day and age, but Certainly, I think the fans were ready for a, a reboot. You know, uh, they can all remember the obviously the Stanley Cup final run. You know, against uh, going up against the Penguins, and next year won the President's Trophy. But it's been a, a decline since then. It's been a few years since they won a playoff round, and I think there's a sense that they were ready for for a reboot. I'm not sure if anybody expected to this extent, but you know, in the last uh, you know six days, they traded away. Randlin, Matthias Ekholm, Nino Niederreiter, and, and Tanner Janot, and we've still got another day to go, so there, there may be more, but they have picked up a ton of draft picks, and I think the fans are excited about, you know, a change at GM uh, and, and looking to the future with a, with a real haul of draft picks and a few good players they've gotten back in some of these deals as well. John, thanks so much. Really appreciate the time. Thank you for carving out a few moments for us, and we'll see how it works out here in Pittsburgh, and we'll follow your work at NHL.com covering the Predators in the future. Okay, well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. John Glennon here on the Breakfast with Ben's podcast at Trib Live.